Hello and welcome back, everybody, for episode six of Alara's Refuge. I am William Boyles, the DM. Again with me, I have our wonderful adventuring party of Mountain Inferno, starting with Phil. Hey, I'm Phil. I'm playing Crete, your friendly neighborhood Goliath Paladin. Happy to be level five. When you run into Crete on the street, his warm smile and laughing eyes contrast starkly against his imposing height and the heavy chainmail he wears. His chin length brown hair is pulled up in a half knot, and his gray skin is devoid of the traditional markings carried by an adult Goliath. Okay, you had me laughing really hard at that. Next up, we have the other half of the combat duo in Mountain Inferno being played by Jenna. Yeah, I feel like that was Crete's dating profile. Anyone else? No? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> Most like, certainly. All right. Taking notes. All right. So maybe on, you know, Bachelor One. Long walks on the beach for that. Guy. Exactly. I think he would like that. So I am playing Fire Salter, level five Fire Genasi. She is a wizard of the School of Enchantment. Now, she lacked the natural charm that's typical of the Sultar family, so she decided, I will make my own with magic. Uh, she comes from some wealth, but it was very much a make-it-on-your-own, cutthroat kind of family situation. So she likes to think she looks pretty nice, but she's a little scrappy around the edges. Uh, her outfit is very much all black, a uh, nice little black tunic, uh, black pants that are a little faded, a bit more gray now, and some black boots. She definitely has a soft, warm glow, being a fire genasi, uh, and her hair starts black and then goes into some soft flame and embers, uh, very much like her personality. All right, and then for the first of the two supporters that we have on this team, we have Blake. Uh, yes, my name is Blake. I am playing Trill Barbely. I am a uh, level five artificer, a fairy. Uh, Trill, he is a uh, kind of swarthy, pink and blue haired fairy with uh, bright teal eyes. He smells perpetually like brownies and the type of smell that the brownies emit changes depending on his emotions or whether he's sleeping or, you know, angry or what have you, such as when he's angry, they kind of start smelling burnt when he's sleeping. The smell, thankfully, is more muted. Um, it annoys most people and especially uh, Trill. Uh, he's the child, only child of a formerly well-to-do alchemist family, but their family lost of wealth and status when he was very young. He has a very smug and kind of haughty demeanor, which is unearned by his lack of really achieving anything in his life. Um, but he uses it to kind of cover up his, you know, kind of loneliness and his own self-perceived, you know, shortcomings. And yeah, that's who he is. But he's also very talented as an artificer. Wonderful, wonderful. And the last member of our group, the last supporter, is played by Eric. Crawl is a level five mostly druid. He is a half-orc for now, and he is a very happy person. He's always willing to chat with people, talk people up. He wears an open leather vest, very well-made pants, fancy hat. 
very well-groomed and objectively attractive, well-muscled, frequently seen with a raven on his shoulder that he calls Corbin. And unlike most orcs, he is terrified of combat, and he would always prefer to talk it out. I need Wonderful. a picture of this hat. We do need a picture of the hat, because, I mean, what, what kind of hat is it? Let me find it. Hang on. Oh god, I hope it's a bowler. I'm hoping for like Australian Outback hat. Ooh, like an Akubra? Is if that's what Is that actually called. what it's called? Yes. I didn't know there was awesome. a name for it. Akubra, yep. <laughs> so you learn something new when you listen to this podcast because we have a genuine Aussie. Wow. And then he can Stylish. have his Dryzabone coat on and go for the full set. I'll be honest, I was originally going to pick something else, but I really like that. Yeah, I'm looking at it, I'm like, those are nice. <laughs> how, do you, how do you spell that hat? A-K-U-B-R-A. There we go. Alright, so so Crawl is rocking the Outback hat. I love it. I love it. Yep, uh, yep. So our with party... a feather in it. <laughs> with, with a feather in it? Okay, alright. That is very fancy. Uh, so as you guys uh, are kind of coming together now, you guys are entering into a little bit of downtime as you are now approaching the arrival of Balak Mordrin to the Wheel Precinct to present an award to Pebble Chagrin for selling off the Warven Ale in their stocks. Your party was not aware that this would cause this, but a rather fortuitous set of circumstances has brought this together and has brought the seeming villain of our story coming to towards the precinct. In an effort to gain a little bit of information, in the last episode you guys met with Biondok Sulta and Heru Sulta in what seemed to be an extra-dimensional space that was located in the Westies in an Orzov warehouse. Afterwards, you guys went to the Frontiersmen, made sure that you dropped off pieces of yourself so that if anything were to happen to you, you could be resurrected. Crete had an incident up on the rim where he fell off and, and actually got himself killed and had a meeting with his mother up there so that they could discuss the current ongoings that your party has been uncovering. Entering into this downtime, Trill decided that he was going to be heading back to go talk to Poop and Tom, who is the resident person at the bar that you guys kind of know always hangs out back in the bathroom. Every time that you've ever been here, he's back there and he's just kind of become a mainstay of the place. And when you guys were entering into the downtime. Subsequently to that, Crawl had run off into the woods to start speaking with some animals to try and gain as much information as he could about the people that you guys have kind of been tracking down. Where we are first going to go off to is back towards the bathrooms of the Dragon's Flagon, where Trill enters into uh, the back bathroom, which, having recently been cleaned by you, Trill, is still. Uh, pretty fresh smelling as you enter, and you see that Tom, who is an, a half-elven guy, is still still sitting there with his stack of books on each side of his spot on the the on his toilet, and the other toilet is just kind of sitting there across from him. 
Hey, Poopin' Tom. Oh, hey, how you doing, buddy? Oh, you know, I've been... I've been doing good, you know. We've been uh, out adventuring for a while now, and uh, just thought been, we'd, uh, you know, kind of check back in like, with the home. What? Weren't you here like four hours ago? Um, I'm pretty sure it was longer than that. Uh, like this morning, you came by and like cleaned the toilet. I, wait, what time he, is it he, now? He pulls out like a little ledger. Yeah, yeah, you stopped by this morning. Oh, wait, did I forget to sign that? I mean, you don't have, this is, oh, this is mine. Oh, okay. Oh, God. I know we used to have, like, a sign-off. It, it doesn't matter. Look, the, okay, well, it was supposed to be a all-day slash rest of my life, never hear or see me again, because I'm fighting uh, for the safety of us all, but, uh, um, you know, minor setbacks. This is, it's, it's kind of like a home base, right? You know, we can't just leave here forever. Uh, you want to have a seat? Any motions towards the other toilet? Uh, yeah, sure. Kind of let my uh, wings kind of glide me down to the seat. And I kind of sit there with my uh, hands kind of clasped in front of me. He sets um, his ledger down off on one side, pulls out another notebook, and pulls out like a quill pen. So, what kind of uh, adventure are you out on? Oh, well, um, you probably heard about Crete's sisters uh, were essentially trying to, you know, get them back. Well, we were trying to get them back, but it's kind of expanded out from that. And, uh, you know, these things tend to get out of control pretty quick. And, um, yeah, now it's kind of more of a, hey, there's this whole conspiracy targeting his sisters for some reason I don't I don't understand Goliath politics at all. It is so confusing. They seem to care so much about being Goliaths, it is weird to me. Um But hey, I mean everyone needs to have something, right? Um What was I gonna ask you again? You see him just sitting there scribbling furiously, like everything that you're saying, like in little shorthand making notes for himself, and he looks up and he goes uh, you were just telling me about the the large adventure that you guys were on. Oh yes, yes, yes. Um, so actually, what's going on is crazy. So there's this whole thing, um, and it may or may not. Um, just make sure you're not like uh, you know spreading this around too much. Um, it may or may not uh, be related to uh, Balak Mordrin. And I know what you're going to say. This is just me doing my thing again. But I was as surprised as everyone else in the party when his name came up. Um, but apparently he might be tied somehow to this alleged uh, incident with the sisters. Is that, prob- is that Mordrin with, with an I or an E? Wait, what? You don't know how to... S- um, I. All right, all right. Yeah, it's it's I. You know, the head of uh, Mix It Inc. Mix It Inc. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Um. L- look, I'm getting off topic. The reason why I'm here. Um. So, Poop and Tom. Um. You know, it's it it is just Tom. Uh. Yeah. You know, I was almost gonna ask if I could just call you Poopin, and that didn't feel right at all. And then um, I was kind of embarrassed of my own thought, and so I wasn't gonna ask at all. What if we met in the middle and we just go with, like, PT? All right. Look, PD. Uh, P- PT. 
Um, so you remember those mix ink guys that were in here not too long ago, right? Um, and he points kind of to the toilet where he's sitting. Just kind of been here, like. Well, well no, when? but I mean, they were in here drinking quite a bit, so I was wondering if any of them maybe popped back here to use the restroom. Maybe, uh, I mean, you're pretty good at talking to just about everybody who comes in here. And uh, if you're drinking a lot, you're going to be back here at some point. Roll me a persuasion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rolling a persuasion. Oh, that's going to be a nine. That's weak. You see on Tom's face that he wants to help you. That he, he's listening to you, but he's like, I, he, I, I need more details. I, if you can tell me like when they were here, I could look in my ledger and see like if I have anything written down. Hmm. Um. Oh. Oh. You remember the the, the big fight, right? Uh, we came back after the big fight, and when there was a huge celebration, um, it was the first uh, match with Mountain Inferno. Uh, Fio and Creep both went out there, and they, you know, faced down the Mixed Ink employees. You see that he starts flipping through his little ledger. Puts his finger on one of the pages, starts working his way down. Okay, yeah, I, okay, I see. Oh, yeah, there was a big, big influx of people a few nights ago because of uh, an intake in fairy pies. Yep, that was that was the one. It was only about two days ago, I think, maybe. Oh, actually, I have down here that there was a, a pair of guys who came back here at the same time who said that they worked as stock boys, but I didn't get get a company from them. Yes, yes, that's the two of them. Uh, Bart and Orny, right? Uh, I had to have down here Bart and Arnie. Arnie. Arnie, that's right. Bart and Arnie. Yeah, th- yeah that's, uh, those are the guys, yes. Um, so did, did you get to talking to them? Did they say anything like... Um, well, the thing is, we bought Warven Ale from the guy who you know they worked for. And apparently that is who Balak Mordrin's coming to come see. And I was wondering if they they gave you an insight, any uh, oh, geez, I don't know, passcodes, uh, lovers, weaknesses, injuries. I don't know anything we can work with that give us a leg up on going into this. Uh, We're kind of shooting in the dark here. No, really, kind of what I got down here is that when they came back here, they they looked a little embarrassed to be seen coming back here together. Um, and then one of them sat down and he talked with me for a little bit. Mostly talking about the fact that he didn't like the fact that he had to go out drinking every night with his boss until like the you know the end of the night and then wake up and have to go back to work in the morning. There's a lot of complaints of someone named Pebble, um, and then some comments that he made about you know other coworkers that he had and that you know there's a district manager that that was you know supposed to be coming to town for some kind of a meeting and. Pebble was looking for a way to really be able to impress them. And so Pebble wants to impress the regional manager, and he takes Bart and Arnie out to drink every night. I, I don't usually see them here. Uh, do they do they tell you where they usually drink? I would guess that it was somewhere up in Toppers from what he was mm. t- talking about, because it sounded like he, they, they spent a lot of time at the Uneven Top, which is one of the, the bars up there, and that they were only down here because... They were trying to drink around the wheel. Hmm. They're drinking their way around the wheel. 
Well, I mean, after that shellacking, I imagine that put an end to that whole uh, joyous celebration. Um, so up at the uneven top, and that's over in toppers. All right. Um, he wants to impress this regional manager. That's probably that Minotaur fellow. I think we saw him in the uh, uh, district. District. Oh, manager. district manager. Yes, yes, that's right. Sorry, not regional district manager. Do they have? Does Mixit also have regional managers? I don't have that in my notes. I would not surprise me. They're built like some kind of diabolical pyramid. Um, with well, a pyramid know. is the strongest shape in nature, you know. No, but like, it's you not, need not a what strong I mean. foundation to hold the top <sighs> up. Yeah, but only the top gets to see very far. Look, this metaphor is going to fall apart quickly. Point is, it's a bad pyramid. All right, um, and Balak Mordrin's at the top. And these other guys, they're just, uh, uh, I don't know, pooping on I, PT. I feel like I'm in over my head. You know, I've, uh, I've written a lot of stories at the time. Uh, you know, it's been just, you learn a lot about people when you sit on the toilet with them and, you know, mm. people really, really open up. Like, I can't imagine that if you were to walk into the bar right now, you could sit down at a table and have a conversation that you and I are having right now with just about anyone out there. But it brings kind of a, a closeness between people, which is why I like to be here, to, to gather stories. And, um, uh, you know, what I can tell you is I've, I've seen a lot of things in my time, and, well, sometimes you don't know what you can get through till you've been through it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I missed some of that. I was kind of weirded out by the fact that you said sitting on the toilet and opening up in the same sentence. But I think I get what you're saying. You know, you just uh, there's uh, there's backstories for everyone. Everyone has their own lives, their own difficulties, and we all just have to find a way to get through it. And yeah, it's right about this point you see his face tense up for just a second. His whole body just kind of gets a little rigid, and then it uh, relaxes. Are you okay? I'm good. Oh, 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 um, yeah. All right, I'll, um, I'll let you, uh, do your thing. Um, oh, I don't work here anymore. I'm not sure if I told you that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Rupert mm. came by talking about your, uh, little fairy big reputation. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. You said little fairy? That's, that's what he said. Little fairy yeah. big reputation. I mean, I guess it is a it's it's it's, it's a descriptor. It's not doesn't mean anything. Um, hey, has Anita said anything about me? Like recently? I I will tell you that I am generally a very uh, <sighs> the way that I the way that I get up and I like stretch my legs is whenever the ladies need to come back here, I generally will will step out for a minute. So oh, I, I haven't polite. really haven't seen her or anything like that. Generally, how I avoid Pauline too. Hmm. That's wise. All right. Well, uh, I'll leave you to it, PT. Uh, hey, if uh, anything happens, just, I don't know, slide me a note under the bathroom door or something. Slide you a note just, just under the bathroom door, just out into the bar? Well, I don't know. If someone else... You know, never mind. I'll come back and... Okay, never mind. Have a good one, PT. Have a good one, Trill. Uh, hey! You know, if, hmm. if anybody else in your party ever needs to use the bathroom and needs somebody to open up to and talk, old PT's always here. Um, yeah, I'll let them know. All right, well, um... Wash your hands before you go. Oh, yeah, I, I, well, I didn't 
Okay, fine. I'll wash my hands before I leave. All right. You head back out and are going to rejoin Fio and Crete out in the bar area. And we're going to kind of cut shot over into the woods on the far east side of the precinct where Crawl has, I believe, after some discussions that we had, Crawl, after you left out of the dragon's flag and you turned into a wolf so that you could make the best time you could over there, right? Um, I actually wasn't thinking and turned into a wolf first and had to have someone open the door for me so I could leave, but yes. <laughs> Very good. So you eventually make your way out there. It does take you a little while because the precinct does cover a decent amount of mileage. And as you arrive out there, I'm assuming Corbin is, is following along. You've told him to follow along with you. Indeed. So you, as you guys begin to run out there, go ahead and make me a perception check with advantage to try and see kind of how many animals you can find out here, or if you can quickly find any animals out here to start sending out on your errands. Uh, with advantage, 20. With a 20, I would say that very quickly as you get out here, with some of your... With life skills that you know in other forms, you very quickly are able to kind of make your way to a part of the woods where there is less people walking around, more that just druids and rangers kind of make their way through these areas. And very quickly you're able to come across a small tree that has probably dozens of songbirds in it. Down below the tree, you can see that uh, kind of at the base of the tree, there are some larger, like, almost wombat-type creatures that have kind of burrowed their way down underneath the tree, and you can see that there's kind of a little den there. And one of them kind of has his head at the edge of the den and sees you as, kind of as you're walking up. Hey, little buddy. What do you want? I want to know if I can get some uh, creatures of the forest to go investigate for me a bit. I am a creature of the forest, and I'm supposed to like be watching the hole right now to make sure that like nothing comes and eats the rest of my family. But like, what what do you, what kind of information do you need, and and what are you willing to like? Are you, you got food? Yeah, yeah, I, I have some food, but I, I mean, I wouldn't want your family to be injured. Well, like, how much how much food do you have? Do you have food for my whole family? Because, like, I can wake everybody up. How big is your family? I have seven brothers down there. Each of them has a has a, a spouse of some sort, and then they all have kids. And then I I am not married. I do not have a family. I'm just kind of that. That's why I'm the guard duty guy. I don't think I have enough food on me for all of you, but I would be happy to go get some. Well, I mean, if we if we need to go do something, like you can go get the food while we're doing it, and then like we can all meet back here at the house. Yeah, do have, yeah. Do you have enough for food for them? I mean, they they live upstairs, but I'm sure that they would help if they knew there was food involved. Who's who's them? Uh, the 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 songbirds that live upstairs, the soprano family. Aha! Yes, yes. Uh, how are you up there? Oh, we're doing just fine. Great, great. Uh, did I hear something about food down there? Yeah, yeah, I would happily get some food for this entire tree here. All the 
your wombats below and your songbirds ab- above. All right, first uh, off, yeah. I am kind of suspicious of you because I've never had one of your kind just come up and, like, talk to us before. Like, sometimes they come up and they grunt words, but, like, it's really bad words that, like, don't make sense. Like, yep. why can you just talk to us? You haven't, you haven't heard of me before? I, I talk to most of the animals in this in the areas here. I ain't never seen nothing like you, buddy. Well, I'm probably pretty unique. All right, all right. So you got, are you saying you got food? Mm-hmm, you know that mm-hmm. if you cross this, the Soprano family, we, we t- don't take that very lightly. I would not want to cross any of you. You would make an enemy for life. Not to worry, not to worry. I take loyalty very seriously. Okay, like, I'm gonna, I'll go talk to my family, see if we can help you. I don't, I'm assuming you need stuff birds can do, but like, uh, I do. I'll let, I'll let Mr. Wombat handle the rest. Oh, does, does Mr. Wombat speak for you guys as well? I mean, he's, he's been a good downstairs neighbor for years, doesn't ever cause no problems. Okay, okay. Well, thank you. And I'll just, like, drop down to a knee, focus on Wombat again. Alright, so, uh, what, what what are we looking at here? Are we looking at, like, a little bit of a retrieval thing, uh, what? Well, for the birds specifically, it's gonna be definitely, like, a information gathering. Okay, okay, I can understand that. Do you know, you know how there's the big gates, the big holes in the wall? There's six of them? I, I don't know how far I, you've traveled, but the, the birds probably know. Uh, maybe I I don't I don't normally go very far out of the woods because like when I do things try and like stab me, they shoot these like arrow things at me. That's understandable. Like, very very small trees that are sharp. Do you know what, what an arrow is? Y- yes. Okay. So the the birds probably know what the the holes in the wall are. Yeah, yeah, okay. So there's one in that direction, and I'm going to point northeast. All right. There's going to be a group of people coming through. Um, out of character. I'm sorry, I, I missed like where days are at this point after the news. You session. guys, you guys still have two days. See, when you met with Beyond Doc this morning, you you were told he'd be here in two days. Okay. So you are you are right now. By the time you've made it here, it's probably about three to four in the afternoon, roughly. It's for like our time comparison. Okay. So. You know, do, do you do you have the concept of days? I mean, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're talking like the, it gets dark for like ten hours, and it gets like bright for twenty hours, and it gets dark for ten hours. Yes, yes. So after it gets dark two more times, when it gets bright again after that, I need the birds to go to that northeastern hole in the gate in the wall, and I need them to be looking for a large group of people that are going to be coming in, probably pretty fancy, coming in like with carts and wagons and stuff. Ah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. You're going to rob these guys. You're going to take their stuff. I mean, I wasn't planning on it, but that's, I'm not going to say it's off the table. Hey, hey, when 
it's the law of nature, right? If you can take something, it wasn't theirs to begin with. You know, now that I'll be honest, and at this point I'm going to sit down, like cross my legs, sit down and look at him a little more in depth. You know, I wasn't expecting a random wombat that I met in the woods to bring up theft. So what, what, are you good at that? I mean, I, the first thing I asked you was if you needed retrieval. I said there weren't many people like you out here. I didn't say there wasn't anybody out here. Well, he said it, actually. Yeah. Um. What, do you got a name? Uh, or do you every- have a family name? Like, uh, they're the Sopranos. What about you? Uh, I, I'm. I, everybody just calls me Mr. Wombat. Uh, the rest of my family is actually the Badger family. Uh, I, I don't know why everyone calls me Mr. Wombat, but that, that's what they call me. Uh, it, the guy you talked to upstairs, that's Tiny Soprano. Okay, okay. Um, out of character, is this a Wombat or a Badger? <laughs> this guy is very clearly a Badger. Okay, okay. Um, so, I don't want, see, the thing is, is I, I would, I would be happy to use your services in exchange for food in order to maybe cause some disturbance and steal from that traveling group, but I would worry that you would get injured. I mean... What kind of food are we talking here? You're gonna feed feed us for like a day. You're gonna feed us for a week. You're gonna feed us for. I mean, that depends entirely on how good you are at retrieval. Hey, 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 hey! Sounds like you're coming to me to solve a problem, and now you're questioning my skills. No, no, no! I was coming out here specifically to have the birds solve the problem I needed, and now you have a new ability, a new skill. Now, if it's something that's good and usable, and you are adept at it. I mean, I might just feed you guys kind of constantly. I might kind of keep you on retainer. I don't know if you understand, if you have that concept. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like my mouth might hurt from it. No, 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 no. No, it's like, um... Think of it as, like, uh, a person that I would support, and I would make sure that they're, like, fed... I'd even give you a place to live if you need, and you would just be performing services for me. I mean, you make sure my tree doesn't get chopped down, and uh, you make sure we got food, and I I mean, I'll go wherever you want. Do you like it where it's wet at all, or do you prefer the dry ground? No, 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 that wet stuff's for, for my cousins, the beaver family. Okay, okay. You ever met them? They live on the other side. Um, no, but I actually live over by the water, so I might have to might have to seek them out. Oh, you live by the water? You know the bridge? Yep, yep. I got I got cousins that were born under the bridge. What? Badgers? Yeah. No, 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 no. Cousins. Beavis. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll have to try to find them out. I, uh, okay, okay. So, what did you want me to do? Like, you want the birds to go and find this thing, and then you want us to go and, like, rough it up like what do you want us to get like i, I want we're, the we're not bird. exactly like raw attack we're more like dig under the ground sneak in scare people because we're like kind of big looking and then like burrow away that's less, that's kind of our style out of character what are the roads made out of in this precinct the, the actual road itself is made out of stone the the areas 
next to the road. And, and those areas that are covered by road are probably about a quarter mile wide, actually. So it's, it's, a, it's a significant area that is paved. But next to it and, and underneath it is dirt that they would be able to dig through. Especially it- here in the wheel, because a lot of the underground area is actually cavernous so that people can store the cheese. So, is it actually paved, or is it stone? It's like stones. Stones that are right next to each other. Okay. So, so Mr. Wombat, do you, do you want me to call you Mr. Wombat? Because you're a badger. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm Mr. Wombat, okay? We're not friends. All right, uh, let's all right. not use real names right now. I'm going to call you the guy that can talk to us. Alright, fair enough, fair enough. I want to know. Do do you know the uh, the roads? They're the, the the like large stone sections that go in a straight line. Ah, oh, those things are the worst. Yes. So to the northeast, leading to that hole in the wall that I want the birds to look at, there's a long section of that stone. I want to know if your family can go to that stone road about halfway between like the buildings and that hole in the wall and dig under it and dig out as much of it as you can to cause the road to kind of falter and collapse and be difficult to travel on. Roll me a persuasion. Or animal handling, whichever one is higher for you. 25. Persuasion. Ah. So you want us to topple the impossible. I can see it now. Our name would be huge. All the woodland animals would know Mr. Wombat's name. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, no, um, food, take care of our house, and, uh, yeah, yeah, I think we can manage that. I, uh, I gotta talk to Tiny. We can, do you want do you want us to like try and make it collapse like wow on it, or do you just want us to like shut everything down? I would prefer that it's just shut down, but not now. I want it to. I want this to happen like during the second night. So not not this dark time, but the second dark time, so that when it when it's morning, then the problem happens. You would know, crawl from living in this area that if it was something that happened overnight, it is very likely that first thing in the morning it would be patched. This this thing, if it happens, will probably give you a half hour at most. Okay. Before somebody would be able to get there to repair it. So you could use this to as a stall tactic. You could use this as a as a stall tactic, kind of like it sounds like you're wanting to use it for, but it would be like in the morning it would slow them down for 30 minutes and give you a much better like estimation on when they would be able to arrive or you could use it as like a when they go over that spot dig out the last tunnels and and knock this thing down and try and like cause them to fall in those are your kind of your two options okay so what i'm gonna have you do is when the birds see this group coming we are then we're going to have you do the digging. 
so that it happens when those people are going by. All right, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pre dig. Uh, we're gonna have to pre dig if we're gonna do that. I I definitely you're, you're definitely the digging masters, not me. So whatever you say, we could so we're, we we could set it up where you you dig it and and then you leave kind of these support areas where you don't dig so much and they kind of hold things up and then you know at the last minute you go in and you know we probably we might have to sacrifice somebody like that's kind of what happens with this thing but we, we try not to try and keep everything safe of course but uh yeah we can we can do that you said we how we got t- uh, two two days you said days is like when the nighttime comes and then goes away you've again. got a night a day a night and then the next day is when it's happening all right, so uh, yeah, two two night times and today, one. of course. All right, we can. Uh, can you go get us? Let's say as as down payment. Uh, let's see if it's gonna be me. It's gonna be Robbie, Bobby, Dobby, Gabby, Lobby, and Jobby. All right, yeah, we could we could do this. We we just need like give us like two days of food. Uh, you estimate, like, kind of from, from what he's saying, it would probably be, like, somewhere around 20 food rations to be able to do this. Okay. D- do you want any help traveling there? Uh, I mean, we're gonna go underground. Can you come with us? Um, probably not for that long of a journey. All right. Yeah, it's 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 a ways to go. We're gonna like once you get us the food, we'll take off because you know we'll, we'll use that to stay alive while we leave. Uh, are you gonna be okay if we leave like the kids behind to like watch the the house? There is an older one who kind of watches the younger ones sometimes. I mean, that's up to you. Well, well, well. Like you know, what I'm saying is, do you want us to bring the kids so we have extra labor? Because I mean, we could definitely get it done if we have the extra labor. Oh. I'm. Do do they like digging? I, I mean, they they'll dig if they have to. I mean, if you think you can get it done, you don't need to bring them. All right. Well, we'll leave them behind. Uh, we'll tell Tiny to leave some of his uh, kiddos behind, and we'll we'll get this done for you. You go get us the food. You come back. I'll talk with uh, Tiny Soprano upstairs. We'll get all this figured out. Awesome. I'm also going to try to figure out a little more details about the actual group that's coming so that tiny sopranos can spot them easier. All right. Um, you got, uh, that guy with you. He's pointing at Corbin with like a little badger hand. Yep. This is Corbin. He, uh, it's kind of unique around here. If, uh, if, if Tiny's one of the tiniest little cousins or whatnot goes over and finds this guy, is he going to be able to talk to you? Corbin can. Can Corbin talk to the birds like you could talk to us and like stuff? Uh, I out of character, I have no idea. Yeah, he, you you know that he's he's able to communicate just like most other birds would be able to. Okay. Then yep, yep. All right. If we have any information or anything, you know, comes up that's going to throw the plan off in the next couple of hours, we'll uh, we'll send somebody to find. Sounds good. I'll go get your food. All right. All right. You see that he kind of goes back down into the hole. Hey guys, we got a job. Uh, and we're gonna smash cut away from there. I'm assuming that you're leaving from there to go get food for them. Mm-hmm. All right. 
you, so you're going to head off to do that. It's going to probably take you another two-ish hours to do. We're going to cut back to the Dragon's Flagon. Crete and Fio, what are you guys getting up to in the downtime? Before before tonight when you guys are trying to talk with Merrick. So, Fio. Yeah. I've been meaning to ask you something. Um, yes, I am single. <clears throat> No? Oh. No. No, I, I, I wanted to know why why you stuck around. It you you didn't have to do that. I mean It seemed interesting. You I mean we just got done talking to your family and you don't seem to get along with them very well, which is something I don't quite understand. I mean, well, I guess I understand it a little more than I think I do, but... I mean, you don't seem to get along very well with your mom. I mean, we get along fine. She's just constantly disappointed in me. So you exactly know what it's like. It just seemed like, it just seemed like you had things that you were doing on your own, and it, you're just. I guess what I'm saying is you're constantly surprising me by still being around. You didn't seem like the kind of person who'd stick around for this kind of stuff. That's fair. That's fair. I I, I do like to um, let the wind take me wherever. But um, yeah. This piqued my interest. Hmm. All right. You can't blame a girl for being curious, can you? All the greatest stories come from some kind of curiosity. Exactly. And I kind of learned to listen to those kind of instincts and go with it. So, yeah. All right. Fair enough. I won't question it too hard. It's, uh, it's been good to have you around. You're oh, basically you're frightening in the arena, and oh, do yeah. tell me more. As you I say, mean, do tell me more. Trill starts coming out of the back bathroom, wiping his hands off on his like pants. Uh, well, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot there, but I got some information out of PT. You know. Pooping Tom back there. What are you guys up to? Uh, just chatting a bit. Crete here is telling me how uh, terrifying I am. Yeah, that that sounds about right. You are very intense. Well, thank you. God, even that was kind of unnerving. I'm gonna go grab a uh, drink. Does anyone need anything? Yeah, drink sounds great. Which gym are you going to go to? Light, medium, or hard? I think I'm going to head over to... Well, it's middle of the day. Early afternoon, right? You're right. Still, still in that same time frame where it's like uh, 3 to 4 o'clock. This is about happening about the same time that Crawl uh, has made his way out to the woods. Alright, sounds good. Uh, I'm going to head, go head over to Light Gym. Instead of the normal pints and mugs that you get from the 
Jim Clank, who's over there with the light stuff. He actually is handing out like very fine elven crystal glasses that has like almost like a, a, a white wine or a, a champagne in it. Yo, Jim, Jim, what is this shit? Where's the beer? Oh, it's what's on tap today. Wine? We're selling it's wine? It's what they brought in. I mean, I guess it's not we anymore since I'm not employed here. Um, is it good? It's still coming out of like a huge cask next to him. It's it's not in a bottle or anything like that. Fantasy box wine. <laughs> this Dude. is a step up from box wine. This is barrel Photo box. wine. <laughs> barrel wine. Yeah. Huh. Um. How's the how's the alcohol content? I mean, I, we still have things to do today. I just I don't want it to be like. Very light alcohol content. It's actually a very refreshing drink with a hint of almost lilac. Lilac? Huh. Well, I guess I'll take three. Quickly serves them up. All right. Thank you, Jim. Um, Is this going to be like a new thing, or are you guys getting beer back eventually? Yeah, I just serve whatever they bring out, you know. Brewers like to mess around sometimes. Yeah, I remember when they had that weird one that was like, when they call it like a saison, some sour fruit. Oh, God, that was awful. Oh, there is a uh, new flavor of the fairy pie out. Oh? It's green apple flavor. Oh? He he pulls out a little packaging, and, and this packaging, again, has your face on it, but this time, instead of, like, your smiling face on the, the, the strawberry and cherry uh, pies that are out right now, it's you looking very queasy and sick to your stomach. Huh. Well, can't say I appreciate the art, but, um... Apple, you said green apple? Yeah. I'll take three. These, these have alcohol content. Yes, I'll take three. He puts in the order. Uh, uh, very quickly afterwards, <sighs> I got your order right here, Trill. Oh, um, thanks. Yeah, uh, just carry them over the table over there where Creighton, uh, okay, sitting. Uh, put them all in a stack where I'm gonna be sitting next to Creighton. Oh, you're gonna have three? Oh, bad. Okay, I, well, maybe we haven't tasted them yet. Um, thanks for the drinks, Jim. I'm gonna Don't worry about it, litter back over. Here we go. Wine with a hint of lilac. Mm. That was my reaction, too. And he said it's refreshing. I figured, you know, we don't want to get too drunk today. Right now, it's still early afternoon, and we have some other things we need to get done. I mean... Okay. Yes, these fairy pies are for me, though. Well, maybe. We'll see how they taste. They might not be that good. I mean, I'm just going to nibble on, like, one. When you nibble on it, it is so delicious that a a pair of golden arches appear in your eyes. (laughs) Just kind of zooms in on the face, the bass drops, and suddenly I'm back, you know, in the arms of my mother for the... (laughs) As a child. Uh, Everything is right in the world. I'm going to eat all three. Are you, are you <laughs> sure about that? Oh my god, these are so good. 
<laughs> it's green apple green. I love green apples. Crete. 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 What? What? I love green apple. Uh. Oh, God. I don't even want to eat these pies. I just want to rub them all over my body. Oh, my gosh. Are you okay? So yeah. Oh, mm, mm, mm. I mean, in this kind of setting, this is weird. It's a little awkward. Gonna Anita, Anita is eyeing out this, the, the table uh, from across the bar where she's cleaning up another table right now, and she, tried, she was getting ready to like sneak peek at her bow here, and she just sees you over there, like nearly orgasmic, eating these pies, and she's just like. Uh huh. Okay, gonna just clean this stuff up real quick, and she hustles mm. back to the kitchen. Oh my god! I I I I I don't think I can finish this last one though. Do you guys want some of this? Very pies. I'm I'm good. Thank you. I kind of <laughs> looks down to the pie and then looks up at him and's wondering if he's had his little fairy paws all over it or not. It's so still bad. in the packaging. Yeah, it's still in the pack. I haven't opened the last one yet. Uh, yes, I want to see if these are as orgasmic as you're making them out to be. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm going to slide it over there. Uh, as you bite into it, roll me a flat d20. Uh, I kind of don't want to ask what this is for. <laughs> You're all twenty. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's not. Wild. It's that good. <laughs> I got a thirteen. With a thirteen, as you bite into this thing, you think that it is very good. Like it is, it's better than the other fairy pies. It tastes a little bit fresher to you. You definitely can't taste any of the alcohol in this one. Like you can very, very faintly taste in the other ones. It, this is like a, a newer and better product, but you're not seeing the same, you know, you're you're not Meg Ryan asking for one of those. Yeah, this is mm. pretty, pretty all right. Oh, my gosh. We still have a we still have an apple tree in the backyard. God. Uh, we used to make pies uh. all the time. I just kind of, kind of like lean, like cover her face and kind of turn to creep. Like he is losing it. <laughs> she whispers it. Then mm. we had to cut the tree down. We had to sell for firewood. Creep is just like holding a glass of wine in one hand. He's got like a pinky out, and he's just kind of like looking at trail sideways, kind of like. The things that cause you to reverie just boggle me. All right, so smash away from you guys in your chat. What are you guys doing in this downtime to try and get prepped? Or are you just going to be be killing time here until the end? Um, I mean, Crete's, Crete's only goal is to really like check in with Merrick right now and kind of get some more information on on who Ballard Morgan is and what like kind of makes him work so that we can try and find a way to approach this situation as effectively as possible. Cause it, to him, he, he knows that like 
there's a lot of angry Goliath running around and he wants to get things done quickly. Um, and safely for the most part. Um, so that's kind of what he's just doing at this point. It's sort of like, kind of like rehearsing in his head, kind of like, what is he going to tell more Merrick? What is he going to talk to him about? And then, um, you know, if, if there's really nothing else to do around, he, he essentially will probably go and, um, uh, find some private space to like, sit down and kind of like, start doing some sketches and uh, kind of start to um, start to kind of like etch out some of his recent experiences between like, you know, going down into the basement, uh, you know, uh, finding the just ridiculous room of light and like all the things that they've all kind of gone through at this point in time like and you know at, he would probably have been doing like a portrait of each of his other party members at this point so there's like starting one of like a profile of Fio and kind of um he already started one of like Trill way back when they when they first woke up and then uh um kind of beginning to sort of shade in the background for one he expects to do for uh, for all at some point. Okay, that sounds like a really good downtime activity. Yeah, you would definitely have either room outside the inn itself. Like, there's there's areas, like, around the bar that are very quiet because... The Dragon's Flagon is located on the southeastern edge of Maharis, so you're kind of where everything is starting to disperse uh, population-wise. So there's some some quiet areas outside if you wanted to paint, or you know that you have a room that's kind of on hold for you there that you could just go up into your room and paint as well. But why don't you give me an artist check for kind of, you know, how how well you're doing with your paintings, how how well the art is flowing through you during this downtime. What, um, I forgot what. It's your proficiency plus your dex is what we used last time. That's right. Okay. So, da, 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 da. Unless you have a different argument for something that you would like it to be, like you're using your mind's eye, so you want to use wisdom or something like that. Like, I'm, I'm willing to listen, but I'm not going to listen to strength for painting unless you're just doing, like, splatter art. <laughs> if you want to do splatter art, we can talk about strength. Uh, no, yeah, he's, uh... He's not doing anything of that sort at this point. Like abstract art makes no sense to him. Uh, no, <laughs> he's um, uh, Dex makes sense in this in this circumstance because a lot of what he's doing is just sort of like base work, like kind of starting to sketch out what's happening. So Jeremy with a G thinks that he's your rival, but really there's some other Goliath painter that just paints <laughs> abstracts that you're just like seethingly Fuck. angry at. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. So, uh, yeah, that's a one. You got a natural one? I got a natural Can one. Can I give him my inspiration that I've never used? Um, he said that he was going to be working on a crawl painting as one of the things he did, so yes, I will allow you to use the inspiration. Take it, friend. You're, you're a gentleman and a scholar. Uh, all right. I just want you to mess up his painting. 
<laughs> I wanted to see what it looked like. Uh, that would be uh, an 18. All right. With the, so when you start, your mind is on all of this stuff that you've been dealing with recently. Your mind is, is, is kind of tumultuous at the moment with different thoughts that you've got going on about, you know, your sisters are involved in this plot. Your uncle is tied up and people are targeting your family. You're not sure what your mom is doing. You want to be able to meet with Merrick and talk about what is going on, but you're kind of on a time crunch here, and the paint is not coming through you. The art is not coming through you. You can't get yourself to calm down. And then you're sitting there, and you're staring at this background that you have for Crawl. But you, that's all you have right now is just a background. You haven't even started sketching him into it. And as you're sitting there and you're staring at it, you kind of hit the zone. And the paintbrush just kind of starts moving on its own. Your hands goes down to the bag and starts pulling out the, the 15 different colors that you have. You reach in, you grab the extra paints that you got from Drevin, you grab those extra brushes, and for the next few hours, you just hit that zone and you're just working on your paintings and everything else is going to leave. Sweet. While you're working on that, Fio, what are you getting up to? So Fio's going to do her usual thing of hanging at the bosque or on any free beverages she can. And she's going to be sitting here with her lovely, refreshing lilac wine uh, and flipping through her wizard's book. And she's just like, hmm, hmm, swilling the wine. And then, oh, Fio, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. And just kind of thinking of all of the little mischievous things she might be able to do and kind of see what she can get prepared in advance to cause some trouble for what may come. And you're just doing this like at your table that in the yes. Dragon's Flagon? Okay. Roll me two D twenties. Just imagining like the real world equivalent of like someone sitting in like a cafe with like a book, uh, a catalog of like like private military contractor hardware, like looking at grenades and guns, and she'd be like, "Yes, yes, this is how I'm gonna mess shit up." That is. Pretty much the what is what is going on? Yeah, it's like somebody who's at us at a Starbucks, but instead of working on their screenplay, they're working on the next WMD they're going to cast. So I got an eight and a ten. Okay, so you're there. You're just kind of hanging out for a couple of hours. The first hour that goes by while you're just kind of sitting there chilling, nobody comes by, nobody messes with you, nobody talks to you, you're just kind of there and you're alone. As the second hour starts to roll in, you've gotten up, you've grabbed another couple of glasses that you're sitting there, that uh, fairy pie that you had tasted good earlier, so you ordered another one, you had that while you're sitting there going over your book, and you're just kind of, kind of trying to get the crumbs out of your spell book. And as you're trying to get the crumbs out of your spell book, you just kind of hear from over your shoulder, <sighs> What are you reading? Your journal. 
That's not my journal. My journal doesn't have anything in there that can cast a fireball. Oh, yeah? Yeah, my journal's mostly, like, about the stuff that I see when I'm here at work and, like, what I want to do when I grow up. Well, isn't that sweet? I mean, I, I don't know if it's sweet or not, but I'm, like, nine or ten, so my mom says it helps with me with learning how to write and how to express myself. Mm-hmm. I just kind of looks him up and down awkwardly, like, are you going to be done and move along now? Well, like, can you teach me how to, like, do one of the things in your book? I'll go away if you teach me one of the things in your book. <laughs> hmm. I kind of looks through a book and seeing if there might be something. Uh, you can look through any of the cantrips that are in your book to determine what you okay, would like to try and let's teach, see. teach him. If, if you want to give him a chance to actually learn it. If you just want to mess with him, you can choose anything in your spellbook. He is debating between two particular ones. One might actually be useful for him. One might just get him the core shit, so she's kind of contemplating that one as well. What do you think about this one? And she points to one that says Mage Hand. Oh man, I'm gonna get a wizard's hand? That's so cool. Where does it go? Like, does it stick out of your chest, or like, what? No, it, well, it floats in the air, really. Oh, that sounds cool. How do I do it? Alright, and he's gonna sit down with you, and he's actually gonna try and learn the spell from you. What I would like you to do for me is to roll an arcana check. Okay. Uh, and... Let, I'm going to say that since, I mean, are you are you putting effort the effort into actually try and teach this to him, or are you just trying to teach this to him so he'll go away? She's, she's on the fence. She's going to get, put a little bit of effort, but not a lot. And if he doesn't pick it up very quickly, she'd be like, okay, we're done. All right. Um, let's... You can tell as you're starting this, like as you're just beginning, that he does seem to be picking up what you're putting down. Cool. Okay, so my Akana check was an 18. Oh man, look at this. Watch what I can do. And he puts his hand out after you've been sitting there trying to show him for probably about 20 minutes how to get this to work. And he actually makes his mage hand finally materialize. There you go. Oh, man. Okay. Now, can I, like, make it do anything? And he walks over and he's, like, poking his hand through the mage hand. I mean, within reason. I mean, it, it can only go a certain distance and it can only lift so much. So do be mindful of that if you start to use it for something interesting. But, um, yeah, you can... Am I going to need to, like, write that down from your book so that I can do this again later? Or, like, how do, how does this work? Like, part of my brain feels like I'm, like, almost, like, having to think about it all the time. 
I mean, you can write it down in your journal if you want. Can I, can, can I go get it real quick and come back? Okay, go. But get me a drink on the way back, okay? You see that he takes off and he goes back into kind of the kitchen area uh, and the mage hand goes over to the gym that is serving kind of the medium drink of the day. And it grabs what appears to be the same kind of glass, but a red wine that is in it instead of the, the, the white and champagne uh, type glass before. And the mage hand just automatically kind of starts coming over to you. And then he comes running back holding a journal. Okay. I'm not really fast at writing, so it might take me a little while. Is that okay? I mean, I could write it down for you. Oh, that would be awesome. Okay, I'm just gonna, yeah, like, I'll it. stand here, and if you need more drinks, I'll use my mage hand to go and grab it. Yeah, you, you should do that. Um, practice makes perfect, so how about you practice getting me another drink with that? You have one in front of you right now. Do you, you need another one right now? I'll go get I, it. I do. I do. Thank you. Okay. Mage hand, go! And you see that the mage hand slowly putters its way across to go grab another one and come back at probably like a quarter of the speed that your mage hand moves. He's going to kind of like quickly flip through the book and see if there's anything interesting. Through his book? Yeah. Uh, roll me an investigation. Uh, and if you're trying to do this on the, the low, uh, also roll me a sleight of hand. Our investigation was a 23. She's, she'll do it. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a sleight of hand. Oh, 22. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, he has no idea that you're doing this. He's very focused on making the mage hand come back right now. Uh, and as you're glancing through this thing, you see that there are a lot of doodles in it, like little drawings that he has done of like himself as like a little wizard and like casting spells out. And you see that as you're kind of flipping through it, one of the pages has like a relatively terribly drawn picture of Trill in there. And then it has a little sash on it that says worst employee of the month. Uh, you see that he's got a whole bunch of notes in here all about things that he's been watching his mom do as she runs this place, like keeping notes on when she orders new things and what things she is looking for to be able to, to make changes around this place. You see that she's got, he's got a whole bunch of information written towards the, the back of it that looks like it is information about the basement and all of his theories about what is down in the basement. And he's got like pictures of mummies drawn. He has little pictures of other fairies, just like Trill, like looking like they're in what you would assume like in our world would be like a cloning vat. He also has uh, a bunch of small pictures uh, towards the front that look like they're of uh, Leroy from out front, but it looks like Leroy if you put Leroy's head on Crete's body. Love it. Okay, she'll find an empty spot and then start writing it down for him. Alright, so you spend a little bit of your downtime doing that. About the time that Crawl Crawl, when you go back and you drop the food off, are you going to be doing anything else with them or just sending them on their way? 
Um, I would also ask. I would also ask him to to figure out some way to like. How how am I going to find you? We live at the tree. You can no, come back no, to the like tree. The spot that you're digging out. Oh, you said halfway. So whatever is like halfway in between. Okay. I'm just going to hope that they understand that well enough. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to have we're going to have Robbie go to like where the buildings start, and we're going to have Bobby go to where like the 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 end of the wall, where like the 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 road you called it a road hits the wall, and we're going to have them both dig at each other, and wherever they meet up, that's where we're going to dig it out. Wow, that might take a really long time. Oh uh, no, we we move fast. We we're good burrowers. We can do uh, if if we're really booking it, we can do like 120 feet in, in like six seconds. <laughs> okay. All right. Yep. So you you feel you drop that off with them. Uh, he tells you that it's going to be in the middle, and he gives you he tells you his crazy ass way that he's going to try and figure out what the middle is. You get back to the flag. Uh, and when you get back to the flag and you see that it looks like Fio is sitting at a table right now with Rupert. You don't see Crete anywhere nearby. You see that uh, Trill has just out. been completely passed out over in a corner. He's just got like a pile of the green apple fairy, fairy pie wrappers down at his feet. While he's sleeping, his face kind of almost looks like the wrappers because he has eaten very <laughs> much too much of these things. Uh, you see that Anita is kind of moving about through the bar, kind of cleaning up after people and, and making sure that they can leave and new people can come in as it's kind of starting to get towards the, the dinner rush for them. Pauline is shouting out orders. You see that Rupert is kind of going between being next to Fio and then running around, and there appears to be this new ghostly hand that is following Rupert around everywhere that he's going and helping him out. Uh, so you kind of walk into this kind of chaotic scene. I just look over at Trill and I just shake <sighs> my head. Then I head over to Fio. Hey, Fio. Hey, what's up? Not much. I'm hopefully getting us some information. What? What's What's up with your friend here? I point to Rupert, who's like talking to you and going back. Oh yeah, I'm I I a wizard's apprentice now. Oh. Is he now? I look at Bio. He's been getting me drinks. Ah. Well, you know what, buddy? I think you're awesome, and I don't think that people give you enough credit. I think you help make this place run really well around here, and you should be proud of yourself. Roll me an insight. Oh, no, I'm casting Bardic Inspiration. That's just oh. my, my way to do it. Okay. So you're... whatever he does next, he'll be slightly better at All right, well, still roll me an insight. Okay. 19. Your words have deeply and profoundly touched this young boy's heart. Uh, as he does not have words to be able to, to respond to you, he uh, just kind of looks at you for a second and looks at the ground and looks back up at you and goes, I like you better than most of your friends. And then he turns <laughs> around and he walks away. Hey, what about me? I like you the best of your apprentice. Thank you. Hey, can I show him this picture that you drew of Trill? Nobody's supposed to look... You're not supposed to read other people's journal. Have you been reading my journal? But I'm, I'm your mentor now. I need to know how you think. 
if I am if I am your apprentice, then of course everything that I have written can be read by you, wizard master. Yes, and and I respect that, and that's why I'm asking if I can show him the picture because it fills me with joy. You have filled me with joy by showing me my one true purpose at becoming the greatest wizard ever. So yes, if you want to show off my hidden secret drawings, that's okay. Thank you. Look at this. And she's going to flip to the, the picture of Trill. Looking at that picture and then looking at him now, you see the likeness. I mean, this is art. Wow. That's impressive. Um, as as Fio was flipping through this, did I see any images that I recognize? Uh, go ahead and roll me a perception. Or an investigation, depending on which, if you want to actually like stop her at any pages to, to, to no, physically... No stopping. No stopping. Alright, so the perception. Uh, 11. You you do see, while while the flipping is going through, uh, the, the picture of Super Buffalo Roy. Okay. I, I I don't see any like versions of any of my other personas or anything. Right? You do not see any versions of other personas. You you see that most of the sketches that are in here are of people who have worked here. Got you. You guys continue, kind of. Uh, just uh, like... Go Trill, uh, sorry, I just uh just for my own benefit, I rolled a Constitution check. Trill's gonna open his eyes, pause for a second, and then just be. Shit. And he's gonna run towards the bathroom, and uh, he's when, gonna be when thrown you up. Ro- when you rolled that, <laughs> when you rolled that, did you add the eight you got from your previous bardic inspiration from PT? Oh, I didn't know I got a bardic inspiration. Yeah, the, when, the last when you left this. Well, I rolled morning, a natural one. Oh, okay, yeah, you rolled a natural one. Then oh, the, the eight's not gonna save you. You're still going <laughs> back to the bathroom. Yeah. So you're gonna go visit PT for the third time today. Uh, mm-hmm. and kind of a little bit of time goes by, you come back out, you, you've kind of emptied your system out a little yeah. bit, you're more awake, Crawl come, or Crete comes back from downstairs, from upstairs with kind of a, you know, a little bit of a renewed vigor. His posture's standing up a little bit higher, his brain's been cleared a little bit, he comes down, you guys are milling about for probably about another 10 to 15 minutes, and from the kitchen area that is not like the cooking area that Pauline would normally come out of but the area that Anita would normally come out of Pauline walks out and walks over to your table uh hey y'all um my understanding is you're waiting around for Merrick tonight right yes uh unfortunately he has been called away on some related family matters. Uh, he went to go check some things out and make sure that everything was safe. Um, but he left this note uh, for for y'all if you came by. Um, and she hands a small envelope forward. And uh, he, to- he told me to make sure that y'all got this. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't know about this until recently. Um, the person who was supposed to be keeping an eye out for that stuff uh, did, didn't show up for work today so I'm, I'm not seeing this until just now but uh, wanted to make sure y'all got this I'm, I'm gonna get back to, to making food and whatnot now but if, if y'all need anything you know come come and get me have, have y'all seen Rupert around he has not been underfoot all day 
he was here a second ago. Yep. All right. Well, I'm going to go uh, hunt that boy down. Uh, you all have the note now. If you need anything, you, you know where to get me. Great. We'll pick up the note and nod at her. Thank you. Thanks, Pauline. She wanders off. Wait, um, does it... Does, since, since when did Malik have... When did Malik, Merrick... When did Merrick have family? Great. We'll open the note. Most people have family. Oh, yeah. The note no, reads, people have family. I said most. The note reads, Mountain Inferno, I have been called away on short notice to make sure that everything is going as swiftly as it should be because I was expecting a check-in from Solace and I have not heard from her. I will be taking a significantly faster way to travel, but I should be back within a day or two. If there is anything that you need in the meantime, please reach out to Driscoll Favar. He has made himself available. Signed, Merrick Drogan. Great. Well, we're going to go see Driscoll. Driscoll Tavar. I mean, I don't. We need more information, so I don't know who else to talk to at this point. Oh, oh, before I eat the. God, my head fucking hurts. Um, before I eat the pies. Um, hey, hey, Pauline, Pauline, no, you around? God. Oh, hey, honey. Those things hit can like you, freight trucks. Can you do that thing you do to make people feel better after drinking to our buddy Trill here? I got kicked by a mule. She looks at the giant pile of fairy pie wrappers and then looks back to Trill and then looks at uh, looks at Fio and then looks to Trill again and goes, Oh, sure, honey. The fee is only ten gold. Well, I... Miguel. Oh, hold on. Alright, I'm gonna fish out ten gold. She takes it, and and, and you have been working here for a very long time, Trill. Pauline has two pockets. One pocket is the business is getting paid pocket, the other pocket is the Pauline is getting paid pocket, and that ten gold goes into the Pauline is getting paid pocket. When did the price go up? And then she puts her hands on your head, and boom! the, The headache is gone. Ah, uh, oh, thanks, Pauline. Uh, anytime, honey. File, you you need me to top you up? Are you good? Ah, uh, I'm good right now. Thank you, my dear. She puts her hand on your shoulder, and everybody who's nearby can make a perception check. Real quick. Jesus, that's me and eleven. Four. Natural one. Okay. okay. Uh, Crete, this is based on eyesight, so you would get advantage. Okay. Two, ti- two times we've gotten you out of a natural one tonight, though. Yeah. That's uh, a 19, then. Alright, so you are the only one who sees that as she is doing this, she is sleight of handing to cast the spell on Fio to remove the uh, alcohol from her system. And then she turns around, alright, well, you know, if I'm... Just holler if... Rupert, where did you get an extra hand? Uh, excuse me, I have to go. Ah, <laughs> oh, um, jeez. Place gets expensive uh, when you're not working here. Shall we? Uh, shall we head out? Oh, oh, yes. I meant to say that. Um, so I actually learned something from PT. Um, uh, you know, in the bathroom. Who's PT? Oh, Poop and Tom. Oh. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I actually did learn some things from him. Um, so apparently those uh, guys, the ones who work for uh, Pebble, you know, those two, uh, Bart and Arnie, I think it is. Yep. You remember them? Yeah, the two get the off, two. Yes, the one and the same. Uh, yeah, so apparently Bart and Arnie, they were complaining that uh, they don't like having to drink every night with Pebble. And oh, apparently, yeah. mm-hmm. and apparently they usually hang out over at the toppers somewhere called the uneven top. It's a pub oh. up on the north end. Oh, yep. Yeah. Um, so and apparently Pebble's been kind of uh, frantically looking for ways to impress a uh, district manager. Now, by itself, that doesn't really help us a whole lot or at all. But uh, I, I thought that, hey, this could maybe be a good jumping off point for spitballing ideas. Maybe. It is good to know. We yeah. did recently embarrass them in the arena. Yeah, and I think, you know, if we just happen to walk into the bar, that's a way for us to engage them without it being suspicious. And apparently, they were here because they were trying to drink their way around the wheel. So what if we went up there and said, Oh, hey, didn't expect to see you guys here. We're just drinking our way around the wheel. It was something we read about. Yeah. Not a bad plan. The what end, exactly? I always got to poke holes in my ideas. I mean, we might be able to just get information from him. See? He's on board. Like, you're thinking disgruntled employees has dirt on regional manager? Possible. I mean, I guess. You just want it to be wrong. Also, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm down with the drinking pot, so... If, they can get, if we can get any information at all about the like the caravan that's coming this way, that would help us identify it. That would be good, too. Yeah, you know, engage them and just be like, hey, how has it been going? You know, no hard feelings about what happened. You guys were great fights. Um, you know, so maybe uh, what's going on with your business? Any big news coming up lately? Any changes? How's yeah, it working for Pebble? Okay. Clearly these guys do not like Pebble, right? Right. I mean, so why do they put up with Pebble? Um, so they Money. don't end up on... Yeah, yes! Yes. But exactly. You were actually asking. So Sorry. They're probably not going to want to spoil their relationship. I don't know. Well, it depends how much they hate them. I mean, they, they, might, they might be happy just to be able to get one over on him while still getting paid. Yeah. And that also, might be true. We, 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 we definitely don't know if... I mean, that that you're assuming that they think that we're out there to ruin their business. I mean, don't forget, we did buy the War of a Nail. We're one of their biggest customers. So, you know, and you guys fought, and isn't there some kind of camaraderie and fighting? Or I'm going to look towards uh, Crete while I'm saying this. Yeah, just I don't my head, know about that. As if you would somehow know what I'm talking about. <laughs> There's some kind of like, you know, the Brotherhood of Battlefield. 
Yeah, Creed kind of just like smiles back at, at Trill, sort of like a sure some people think that way. Uh think he kind of thinks for a moment, sort of looks to the side and says, Well, knowing where there are, where they could be, is better than not knowing where they are. So mm-hmm. it's good information. I appreciate that, Trill. I think we need to mull it over as a possibility once we gather a little bit more information. I imagine Driscoll might have something we could use, um, but after that, we need to start thinking about how we're going to approach Balak um, and Uh, what what tact we want to take. About that. I may have put into into motion a plan that will potentially either stop or slow his carriage about halfway down the road between the gate and the town. Wait, are you talking about uh, are we gonna like are we gonna be like brigands? I mean, I don't I don't you know that I don't really like to fight. I'm just creating an opportunity and that opportunity is something that the group can decide on. I mean, we can't really engage in violence outside the arena said we were doing violence i do have oh, no, some said uh, stop the yeah we're just stopping the carriage i do have some things in my repertoire that um might be able to distract anyone else who's there hmm. wait 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 how are you stopping their carriage when are you gonna like attack them with pigeons or something why don't we um move Ow. and talk about this oh yes we need to see driscoll right also, I don't want to discuss this in the middle of the bar. Yep. Oh, right. Yeah. Great. We'll get up and uh, start go ahead to kind of like lead folks outside. Everybody so follows? Can... Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to pop into the kitchen real quick and just yell to Nita, telling them I'm leaving again. Yep. I'm heading out. <laughs> you you pop your head in. You see that she's back there. Uh, you you have worked here before, so you see that both her side and your side of the the kind of the cleaning area over here both are now impeccably organized, filled full to the brim. There's there's so much work to be done. But comparatively, before where like your side was just very unorganized, cluttered, things were everywhere. It looked like a mess. Everything back here looks very clean, spick and span. And she's like. Okay, I'll see you later. Um, like in a couple hours, probably. I guess necessarily this time that might spin out of control, and maybe we're gonna get trapped somewhere and taken hostage. It'll probably be a couple of hours. It, it'll Sweet. probably be a couple hours. Yeah. Have a, catch you later, Anita. Bye, Crete. Tried to stop him from you know being himself sometimes. It was a new flavor. I had to try it. Uh, see you. Bye. Bio's gonna like quickly go over to Anita and be like, "Hey, girlfriend, he has a fetish for crispy green apples." <laughs> and then she's gonna wink and then leave. I I want you to roll me a persuasion. <laughs> okay. God, look at him. He loves those apples. 
Can't get enough of them. I go through. I don't think I went through. Let's try again. Seven. So what you what you see from your your seven when you you, you give her like the wink and you start to walk away is she is more like caught off guard by what you said than like more than anything else and so like the advice that you tried to impart is lost in just the shock of what you said hell loss you guys head outside All right. you see when you get out there <laughs> that there are the two boulders sitting out in front of the dragon's flagon wait uh, it's one of the boulders yeah Crete will lean down and pat Shale say, come on, we gotta go somewhere. Shale rumbles up from being a boulder and in, up into full size and dwarfs pretty much everybody around here uh, except for you and Crawl. Uh, <laughs> question is, uh, earlier uh, you did have Leroy clean Shale up, so, so Shale is not looking all bloody and, and gross anymore. But he did tell you that he likes being covered in blood, so are you just keeping him clean for right now? Uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. Alright. For now, I guess. <laughs> so you're standing out in front with Shale. The four of you are standing there. You very clearly see that Leroy is standing nearby, paying attention. Hi. Paying attention. Hello, hello there. Turn to the group. So, we're we just going to walk to Driscoll's and chat on the way, or do you want to, like, go inside Merrick's office and chat there? I think we can walk and chat. All right. Yeah, it might be easier. It's not that far to the arena. I'll see you later. Good job, Leroy. Thanks for the wash. You see that Leroy has a very so so it looks very much like Crete's underclothing underneath of his his chainmail, except it looks like the the bargain basement brand version of all of those clothes now, and you can see what he's been spending the money he's been earning recently on. Oh, it looks like uh, you guys have your first dedicated fan, your first groupie. You guys have groupies. Uh, I mean, I that's mean, a start. Mm-hmm. Wait, so like, so like, he's dressed up like me. Yeah, he's dressed in like the he, same clothes that you he's wear. like cosplaying as me. He's, he's wearing your yes, jersey. Essentially, he is he is cosplaying as you. Okay, Crate Crate feels kind of weird about that, but uh. To each their own. Moving on. So, um, tell us about this motion that you. Oh yeah, play. yeah. So, um, I forget which animal you suggested, Trill, but it's actually badgers. They're gonna dig out a section underneath the road, and then we can cause it to effectively collapse when that when the caravan goes by. Hmm. I'm also trying to get some birds to let us know when the caravan hits the gate and fly to us so that we have advanced warning. The problem is, is I don't know what the caravan's going to look like. 
So if we can get any information like that, that can help us get some advanced warning. Maybe a description of the guy we're looking for. Yeah, but he could be inside the carriage. I mean, he's rich, right? He's probably going to be, like, inside his cushy carriage. He's too wealthy to let the sun shine on him. I mean, would they know what a wealthy carriage looks like? That can always be plan B. The birds? Yeah. I mean, probably, but I think the gates are pretty busy, right? Usually, but... We also don't usually have, uh, you know, caravans from one of the wealthiest people in, well, all the districts coming here to the wheel. That's true. What if it's like a flying carriage? I don't, I mean, it might be, but I'm pretty sure um, that you can't go over the walls. Mm. Only, like, wildlife can go over the walls. Wait, what about Crete's people? Don't they kind of live on the walls? They live on the side of the wall. Well, I mean, don't they? Can't they go like over? Crete, Crete. You know have that you ever that walked over off... the wall? Yeah, what? Crete. You you would know that that is off limits. We do not bother traversing the edges. Just invites too many guardians. Mm. Interesting. Over the wall. I wonder why not. What if there's like some kind of secret up there on top of the wall? What are they protecting? You know, the more I think about this, the more I even wonder whether there is a solution other than challenging Balak. You, you, you're gonna challenge? No, you, no, 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 you can't challenge Balak. He's really wealthy. Who He probably has a crazy strong champion. Of course he has a crazy strong champion. He has the best champions. All the best champions. If it's a good champion, he has it. If it's the best champion, he has something better. What we could do is try to trick him into challenging one of us, so at least then we have a say on how the fight is occurring. Oh. Oh, what, but what could, what could we possibly do? I mean, he's not a, he's, look, he's rich. Rich people don't get offended by normal things. They're too high above it. We're like ants to them. They get offended when you mess with their money. Or when you have something they want. Hmm. What do you what do you think he wants? I mean, no, no, no I don't know. Do we can't use that. Um, uh, what? Well, I mean, we know where his sisters are. Oh no, 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 no! We're not, we're not giving the location. I didn't, that's that's what I said. I, I I wasn't thinking of doing it. I was just saying we can't. Um, I just um, sidetrack here talking about your sisters and and where they are. That note again. Does seem less ideal. Well, didn't I mean? Correct me if I'm wrong, but it said that that solace was missing. Uh, it says that 
Merrick hasn't heard from Solus. Okay. In longer than he expected. Yes, okay. I am concerned. No, I don't think there's anything we can do about it in this moment. Maybe they're just having so much fun they forgot. Right. Um, okay, I just, I just, I just want. Well, they as a person who's taking care of the sisters. Oh, the, yes, yeah. We're gonna smash cut away from you yeah. guys right now, down like four hundred some odd miles to the southeast to the Casino Imperial, where Nix and Knox are absolutely running amok in this place, like running around and placing all kinds of absolutely insane bets and somehow winning and like destabilizing and throwing off the entire like Casino Imperial while a older uh, elven female woman is chasing them in very nice robes like, no, you are not allowed to be in public right now! And smash cut back to you guys. I mean, we can only imagine the worst and hope for the best. I suppose. I don't even know if I want to know what the best could be. Oh. All right. Well, we can at least start by talking to Driscoll. Information is the number one thing we need right now, and he's about the only other individual that I know of in this town who might have any information we could use. So, agreed. Right around this time, okay. as you guys are walking, you're kind of moving along the road between Maharis and the Risers and kind of towards the arena area, and you guys are starting to hit the bazaar, and I would like everybody to roll me a quick perception. Uh, based on sight? It is based on sight. Four. I have to ask, Crete, do you have specialized? 17. I am very specialized. Uh, 15. Look with your special eyes. He has special eyes. Special eyes. Yeah, see? Uh, 16 for me. Okay. You guys continue moving your way through the bazaar. What? You're heading towards the arena, right? Yeah, but now I'm curious. I know. I'm like, those are some good rolls. 17, 16. Might have been nothing. Uh, DM trick. I hate that. Well, I mean, we 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 already know a few things about him. Um, wait, would it? Could we maybe? I don't know. Maybe we could talk to the mayor, or you mean Driscoll Favar? Driscoll is not the mayor. I, I, yeah, mayors are a different thing. I assumed all arena masters are mayors. No, uh, Corbinian is the mayor. I, I I promise you that Driscoll will be the one to talk to. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, he, he's kind of more of a figurehead than anything else. Indeed. Um, yeah, and, and after we talk to Driscoll, um, maybe we can check out the toppers, just so we're not wasting at night, you know? Um, I won't go to the, the idea. Yeah, uh, and, and we don't have to necessarily engage them or whatever, but just to maybe check to see if they're there. Plus, that can keep us away from, you know, the dragon's flagging for a couple more hours, maybe. Why do you not want to go back to the dragon's flag? I do, I do. But I, I just, we can't just, we can't just dip out and go back again. Like we did earlier, because then it's like, we're just, like we're not, we're not going out and doing anything. We're just hanging around the tavern. That's what yeah. tavern's for, though. Yeah, but it needs its space. You're you're acting strange. No! Uh, no, just look up. Are you getting cold feet? 
Not my feet are warm. No, that has nothing to do with it. I, I just, you know, I, 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 I just, I'm telling people and other people and people have expectations and we're like, we're doing this thing and we just keep showing back up at the tavern. It makes it look like we're not doing that thing. In the end, the story of our deeds will carry through and show the value of our time and what we have accomplished. You shouldn't worry about where you show up. That is the masculine energy you need to, like, embrace. That's that's not masculine energy. That's long-distance thinking. That's, that's like... He said it with such confidence. Yeah, I suppose. Pio, why is he so nervous? Girl stuff. Uh, Not girl stuff. It it sounds like it. You know it is. You make it sound, like, childish when you say it like that. Uh, Do do you got trouble talking to Anita? No! I talk to her fine. We talk all the time. We used used to talk a bunch. I told her about the apples. Wait, what about the apples? That you like them. I did. I, I, I do. Mm-hmm. Hey, what, what did you tell her about? That you like them. Oh. That's an important thing she should know. Yes. Do you, do you want some practice talking to Anita? No. I'm, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. You sure? Yeah. Because I'm, start, I'm starting to trust you guys a bit more, and I might be able to help you out with that if you want. That that sounds uh, really creepy the way you said that. Yeah. I mean, I, I like you, Krull, but not like that. You know? well, I mean, when when we get some time, just let me know. Um. Okay. Are you hitting on him? Preferably out of sight. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he might need that kind of assistance. No, no, I don't. no, not that kind. Not that kind. Well, I mean, probably not that kind. But no, I don't. Oh. I don't. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys look now. An arena. You guys, you guys have made your way through a majority of the bazaar, uh, and you're now turning to, to kind of cross over the the moat that is built around the arena towards the great grand entrance. Uh, off to the left of the entrance, you see that Zonk is kind of just laying there, talking and chatting with people who are going by, a few of the tourists and whatnot that are, you know, wanting to talk to the great Zonk, which he makes a lot of his business off of, you guys know. You, as you were walking across, you see up above the entryway that, you know, there are fights that are being advertised that are going to be coming up. There are also some people waiting kind of just as you get to the entrance who are handing out little pamphlets on, you know, what fights are going on, things like that. Things are a little bit more awake right now than they were the last time you guys came here in the middle of the night. You see that there is a big buzz of people that are moving through this place who are placing bets, moving between different gambling tables. You see that some people are playing Blackjack. You see that some people are playing Three Dragon Annie. You see that some people are playing competitive dragon chess. There's just a whole lot of stuff that is going on in this place as you enter into the the original area. 
you guys know that there's a big grand staircase that kind of leads upstairs to both the, the registration area and to where f the fighters are going to wait for their battles. But this first floor area and kind of the sub-basement, the, 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 the floor just below that, are two mainly just big gambling halls and places where people are peddling goods. Some of the vendors who are outside in the bazaar have their eyes on like spots in here where, where they'll try and buy out a spot so that it can actually be inside the arena, selling all kinds of like knockoff junk and stuff like that. As you guys are making your way in, one of the people that you see kind of out here hustling some goods is uh, Fresh. And you see that he's got Mountain Inferno shirts, and then he's got some shirts that just talk about Crete the Mighty, and then there are a couple of shirts about the Fiery Fio. And you guys are kind of making your your way in here. You see that up on the second story area, kind of at the top of the stairs, just standing there looking around is Bev. I wave. Uh, she sees you down there, and she waves excitedly back at you. Great, we'll sort of start heading up there towards her, I guess. Oh, hey, guys. Like, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Oh, man, it has been so calm around here for, like, the past few days. Like, you guys had your big fight, and there was all that hullabaloo, and then, like, now it's just kind of been quiet. Is that no right? Major fights or anything? Oh, there's a huge fight going on, like, later tonight. Um, I think it's, like, three fights from now. There's a... This dude, Eladrin the Wise, like, he's going to be fighting against somebody from the Bladed Vale over, like, some kind of animal, and, like, everybody's talking about it because, like, there's going to be land deals all in this, like, thing, and it's going to be, like, precinct shifting or something. Wait, what? Eldrin's fighting again? Oh, yeah, like, every day for the past three weeks he's been in what here. The... But he was, like, a doddering old fool back in the day. I mean, he was old when I was young. Uh, um. I, I mean, I don't, I don't really know, man. But like, he's—I <laughs> mean, he's winning pretty quick. Yeah, no, I remember that fight. He kind of destroyed that other guy. I mean, like he kicked him off of a platform. Well, yeah, I mean, he destroyed him not in the literal sense, but in the competitive sense. Oh no, that guy like fully died. These are all lethal fights he's been in. Like every single one. Has he been the one requesting them? No, no, like, so, it's it's that's the weird part, right? Is, like, he keeps getting challenged by, like, all of these people whose stuff that he wants. How does he convince them to challenge him? It's not up to me to find, like, that stuff out. It's just, like, if you want to challenge, then, like, you can challenge. Like, that's just kind of how it goes. And, like, people come here, they tell me that they've been challenged, and, like, I just do the paperwork. Do we turn to the party. That doesn't make any sense. It does not. Bev, do any of the people that he's fighting claim that they didn't, that they didn't challenge him, or they don't remember challenging him? I mean... No, I don't like that anybody's told me, but like, again, it's generally people from the Bladed Valley has been fighting, so like, they're traveling here, they're just like showing up for the fight and stuff, so. 
Uh, just to out of character to clarify, uh, where's the bladed veil? It is the precinct that is directly to the west of you guys. Like, okay. uh, uh, it's actually not directly west; it is uh, southwest of you guys. Mm. You would ha- you actually have to cross over Manta's toll bridge, or unless you want to go all the way around. Yeah. Is um <clears throat> is is Eldrin already here? Um, I mean, look, hold on, like. Can you, can you give me just like a second to go check? Yeah, yeah. No, I just I'm an old family friend. I was wondering if uh, so I could maybe I just kind of wanted to you know give him a little pep talk before uh, the fight. We see her bounce uh, from the top of the stairs where you guys have kind of met with her and are, are kind of bullshitting. She walks over to where the booth is that is kind of the sign up sheet. She looks through it. She comes back over. No, it doesn't look like he's here yet. Um, but like. If when he gets here, I can have somebody like flag you down. Unless, like, yeah, are you guys here for for a fight? Are you guys back? Actually, we were hoping to speak to Driscoll. Oh right, that's why I was out here. Oh my gosh, I you know sometimes things just like totally slip my mind. Um, yeah, he said you guys might be coming by, and like. I don't know, something about you were supposed to talk to Merrick, but, like, Merrick's busy with stuff, and he doesn't come out, like, but yeah, you're supposed to go upstairs, um, hey, like, if if you're ready, I can take you now, but, like, if you guys want to walk around and, like, place any bets or do anything first, like, I don't want to get in a way of good time. I think we should probably talk to Driscoll. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. All right, cool, like, but but do you... let me know if he shows up. Yeah, man. Yeah, totally. Um, I won't be able to let you know because like I'm gonna be upstairs with you unless like you want me to tell people like to flag us and stuff. Like, is that what you want? Yeah, yeah, that'd be perfect. Thank you. Groovy. You know what? For you, I can do this because like I've seen how your team fights. Like you guys, you guys are something. All right. So give me a second. She walks over, she she flags down one of the people who are walking around taking bets. She has a quick conversation with them. Yeah, like, if they show up, just, you know, just let me know. Like, send somebody. Yeah, that Elijah guy, he's been in here a lot. You, you'll know when he shows up. And she comes back over. Okay, so, like, are you guys ready to go upstairs? Yes, please. Mm-hmm. All right, um, we're going to take the back entrance, so if you guys can come with me. And she leads you uh, away from the area where, like, the fighters were before and kind of back further around the second level to a second set of stairs that's kind of on the far side where, like, the bird cage with the person in it that we decided is how this exists in the fighter area is. There's, like, a wall behind them. These stairs would kind of be on the other side of the wall if you have, like, a 3D architectural map of, of what's going on with this. Uh, leading up to the third floor area, and as you guys get up to the third floor area, this area none of you have been in before is incredibly opulent, definitely on par with the room that you guys just experienced with Beyond Dock, except this is all just kind of out in the open and just uh, up here. There appears to be a ton of fresh fruit and vegetables that are available that are just kind of like laying out on a table. There does not appear to be any like cooked meat products or anything like that up here. It's all, all just appears to be like vegetarian kind of fare and you see that there is a very large you wouldn't call it a throne because there's not like a back to it there's nothing that kind of looks that way but there's like a large chair that's like the bottom part of a throne was built and then the back was never put in that's kind of positioned up on uh, four stairs that lead up to it 
so it's got a good view down into the arena. And sitting atop of that chair is a gentleman with an eye patch that is currently like towards you guys, so you know that he can't see that you're approaching. Uh, and you see that Driscoll is staring down at the fight and just like cheering wild. Crete uh, will kind of lean a bit to get a view of the uh, the fight, see if it's a anyone he knows and be interesting at all. You see Jeremy with a G standing down in there with a what looks to be a large great axe that he's been swinging about currently in the middle of combat with a you wouldn't know necessarily exactly what this is called, but in D&D terms, he's fighting against a displacer beast right now. As you continue watching the match, you see that Jeremy actually is doing very well. He is, like, attacking this creature and, like, knocking it prone and then turning to the crowd and, like, playing off of them. And, like, he very much seems like he has this in control. You hear that there are all kinds of bets being placed all over the place. You hear the announcer going, you know, talking about what's going on. You can see on the scoreboard that this appears to be a very one-sided affair as Jeremy with a G still has 100% of his health, and this thing is down to about 37%. Hmm. It's frustrating. You would think his loud mouth meant that he couldn't keep up with anything. But, uh, He's he's got more to back that up than people usually assume. Oh, look at him down there, playing with the thing. Oh, oh, I'm I'm sorry, I didn't see that there was anybody else here. Because you got to look with your good eye, I say and laugh. <laughs> yeah, this one. And he flips the eye patch up and it's all scarred underneath. The eye pops out again and dangles a little bit and he pushes it back in, pushes the eye patch back down. Ah, uh, can we wait to the end of this? Yeah, yeah I, I don't see why not. Uh, the match takes probably about 12 more seconds uh, in, in reality where uh, you see that this this beast gets up. It tries to go for another attack on uh, Jeremy. It bites down on his arm and you see that uh, his arm looks as if it turns into wood for a moment as this thing bites down on him. And he kind of tosses it back and lifts the great axe over his head and smashes down on this thing, killing it. He turns around and immediately starts playing up to the crowd, shouting, trying to get everybody, you know, raised up and 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 going crazy. And you see that the crowd, at first, is really going into it, and then when they realize that this guy took literally no damage and just kind of beat this thing, some people are feeling a little bit cheated out of the bets that they placed. <laughs> I rolled a two on to see what the crowd reaction was, and afterwards, just like ah, oh, all right. Uh, how can I help you? Driscoll, I'm under the understanding that you roughly know of the situation my family is in right now. You see that the numbers are crunching through his head as he's realizing that you know more than he thought you knew. Uh, he, he does not make a very good attempt to hide this at all. 
Uh-huh. I know that you helped. And so I appreciate that. I'm glad to hear that. But we know now who's responsible for the order. We see the dwarven man stands up from the chair, steps down each of the stairs. Uh, and now, now that he's at the bottom of the stairs, he is uh, about half the height he was when he was standing atop them. Like these stairs are, are about a dwarf high. We're going to use that as a metric now. It's a dwarf high. <laughs> um, and he steps down. He walks across to where the table of food is, and he picks up a couple of things and puts them onto a plate. And he walks over and he's standing next to you, and he just starts kind of munching and gnashing on some of this food. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm, yes, uh, we we did definitely did everything that we could to help. <laughs> ah, this is I'm a little bit on the spot here. Not used to being on the receiving end, normally coming to people with information. Tell us what you know about Balak Morgan. Ah, Balak? <laughs> yeah, great guy. Great guy. Lots of jobs. Uh, you know, business guy, though. He's just... He, his people come in here. There's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of gambling, which is good. I don't. I don't have any problems with him. If that's the, uh, what you're asking. Has he come right. to the district before? Uh, I mean, since, you know, in the last few decades. You, you see that he, he looks at you and like his eye gets like a little smaller and like a little bit of a t- tear. Not. Not in a while. Yeah. Hmm. Well, he, he's he's coming back here, actually, in a, like two days. Uh, did you know about that, or...? He nods his head. Yeah. Um, so we, we're, we're just kind of, like, we really needed to speak with him, I think. I think speak <laughs> is where we're still at. You want an invitation? Um, maybe yes. I uh, of course I, I I can certainly get each of you an invitation. Bev, Bev, write it down. Put them down as plus four for me. Wait, plus four, plus four to what? What are we being added to? Oh, there's a there's a party that the Balak's doing. Like a you sold this thing. Mm. The reason why it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, I can like I'll I'll totally get you guys down on this. Like, is do you just need plus four? Or, like, do any of you have like a sweetie you want to bring? Or like, all eyes turn to trail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, 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 oh God, I think I can't. He's gonna buff. Okay, I'm just gonna mark this down as like four for now. But like, if things change, like, let me know. I'll, 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 I'll change it up. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a hassle to change a, a dinner plan, but like, it, it should be good. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Puff. <laughs> so we got that taken care of. Wonderful. What else can I help you with? Do you know what kind of care of what carriage he rides in? Does he usually have like a big group, or is it just him? Or carriage? No how, does, no. how does he travel? Uh, he definitely uses like 
magic. What? Magic. I, I know what magic is. I mean, what would he like? Magic? How? What? What is he magic? Uh, you stand in one place. You throw your hands in the air. You chant some crazy shit, and then like, the door appears. Teleports. Yeah. Well, shit. Shit. I mean, unless there's like a reason for him to not teleport. Where would he teleport? I well. I mean, we, we we know why he's coming, because, you know, the big sale and everything. Um, but when is this party? Uh, it is in two days. So it's the night he gets here. Yeah, like, he's going to get here, and then, like, that night, um, they're going to have, like, the big celebration, like, right before close, so that, like... You know, they'll do it in like the last 10 or 15 minutes that the store's open, and then like it's going to close the store down after that. And then they're going to use some like rearranging magic to kind of like clear that area out of like all of the products that they have. And then the game plan, from what I heard, is that they're going to like magic some tables in there. There's going to be like a nice after dinner thing. People are going to like talk about how like this district has been growing and like what mix it means to the people here and then like after that everything wraps up and then like he heads home and stuff but like there's totally going to be time there if like you guys are all about getting that invitation driscoll could totally take you over and be like hey balak these are the mountain inferno these are pretty cool people that won against your, your people Oh, that's some. If I did actually want to invite someone else, is it easier to take a name off, or is it hard, like easier to add one later? Oh, dude, it is totally easier to take someone off than to add them in. Because, like, you got to prepare for that food. So, like, if you need somebody else at the table, you need to rearrange people. So, it's better to like have to take someone off than add them on last second. It's like that's kind of shady, right? Yeah, I was kind of hoping you'd say the opposite. Um. Five. Oh, five? Okay, yeah. <coughs> five. I, can do, I can do five people. Yeah. Uh, I know your guys' names for, like, the place cards. Who's, who's the last Anita. person? Okay, Anita. Like, do mm -hmm. we have a last name or anything? Yeah, her last name is... Um... Why don't you go and write it down yourself? Yeah. I don't know her last name. Oh, wait. You guys are like dragons flagging people, right? Yes. Oh, dude, you mean Anita Beowald. Last name is Beowald? B-E-W-O-L-D. Yeah, Anita Beowald. She's, she's the only Anita I know that works there. Yeah, that's her. Her last name is Beowald. That's an awesome last name. Yeah, like, do you not know about Anita's family, dude? What? 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 No. Wait. What? No. What? No. No. Why? <laughs> oh man. Okay. Like later, you and I need to have a chat, buddy. Okay. Great turns to your skull. <clears throat> so.
I think it's only fair that you're aware of this information. According to Beyond Doc, Balak is the one who ordered the hit. You see that he kind of takes the information in. He's trying to figure out, like, because he doesn't know all of the context of what you're telling him. So he doesn't know exactly everything that you know. So he's trying to place this information in kind of what he knows. Uh, and you see him respond back, I don't think that that boy has it in him to try and cause a hit. He's too disinterested. Yes, but he is very interested in business, isn't he? Ah, the only thing the man's interested in. And, uh, from what we understand, a certain someone related to, mm -mm, and she kind of points to Crete, has been causing him some business troubles. Therefore, retaliation. You see him, again, running this over in his mind, and, and, File, you notice this because you've seen this look on Beyond Doc's face when, you, like, your entire childhood growing up. This is the face of somebody who is quickly trying to figure out which option is going to make him the most money. And, and you see that he walks over and he. Yeah, he. You, he attempts to roll a deception and rolls a natural four. Uh, all of you can see that he is very much trying to be like, oh, new fight starting? Oh, this is interesting. And he's like looking over the edge right now while he's trying to process. I will give a side eye to Crete and be like, mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, is that things are already in motion that could cause things to get very complicated quickly it's not your uncle is it no like he, he very quickly looks away from the fight to look at you he's not directly involved at this point but my mother is and you see that he he was worried that your uncle was going to do something but hearing that your mom is getting ready to do something he turns his body away from the, the fight that he had been trying to distract with and looks back to you. Grace is on the move. Most likely. Bev. Bev, we need to talk. Um, go downstairs. Find something to do for a short while. I'll bring you back upstairs. He quickly turns, kind of grabs Bev on the shoulder, pulls her in and starts whispering and talking to them and heading towards a set of stairs that is going to take them up to the fourth level. Sorry, I am unclear. Is he going to talk to Bev alone or was he sending yes. Bev away to talk to us alone? No, he's he's going he's walking with Bev to go discuss something really quick and then he's going to call you guys back. 
creature's size. What do you think they're talking oh. about? Money. I'm sorry, Kree. Just, You're not used to heads, this kind of life. Yeah, he just uh, he heads over to to the um, dais and kind of just sits down on one of the steps and pulls out his axe and kind of rag out of his pocket and just starts kind of cleaning it. Up. I mean, well, let's talk this out here, right? I mean, same with my brother, same with Teresia. Yeah, this but... guy does good business with them. So we may have to think of a reason why this is going to be bad for business. Well, it's involving Crete's mom, that alone. If it's going to enrage all of the Goliaths, that's not a good thing. There we go. Hey, do you know if the fourth floor has a roof? Do we know this? Uh, you, can, you can look directly up, and there is no roof on this place. The fourth floor is kind of covered in the same way that the sides are, but the area that is directly above where the seating is and above where the arena is, it's open air. Okay, and they went upstairs? Yes, they went up to the fourth floor, and as they were going, they said you should head downstairs uh, for like the next 15 minutes or so, and that they would send somebody to come get you. Okay. It sounded like Crete didn't go anywhere. He just sat down and started cleaning his axe. Yes. Um, I'm going to sit down and look through Corbin's eyes and fly Corbin up, up to try to spy on these people. All right. Roll me a stealth for Corbin. I actually rolled twice. The first one was a natural 20, though. Nice. All right. So Corbin, the, Corbin is a, a crow, right? He's a raven. He's a raven. Corbin's a raven. And so, yeah, he is just, he fi finds a very dark place to perch up. And you see that there is a conversation going on that what you can pick up while you're, you're walking, watching through Corbin's eyes is Driscoll is talking with Bev about the fact that the Goliaths have always been a wild card. It has always been a question of whether or not they were actually going to be a part of the wheel or if they were going to keep themselves separate. And if they were going to keep themselves separate, there wasn't a problem as long as they didn't cause a problem. But now it is becoming a problem. And Bev is pushing that this could be an opportunity to try and bring them into the fold. Whereas Driscoll seems to be more on the side of maybe this is the final push that we need to have the Goliaths move to another precinct. If they don't want to be a part of ours, maybe they need to find one they do want to be a part of. Uh, and they seem to be going back and forth with this. All right. uh, at that point, I'm going to have Corbin lease, like, slink away. So that he, he's just not going to get caught. Okay. You I'm... work back down into your body and you're sitting there next to Crete. Yep. We might, we might have a good play here. Let's wait until we have to talk to them again. Shouldn't you tell us what the play is first? Basically, 
and I'll like look to Crete. They're debating, and I'll I'll keep an eye on that stairwell. I want to make sure they're not coming down while I'm talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're debating whether or not this is going to give them an option to try to have the Goliath all like moved out of this precinct and move somewhere else, or if this is a good opportunity to bring all the Goliaths actually like more into the precinct and make them part of the group. And I think that if we push on that bringing all the Goliaths into the group, and we talk about the benefits of that, we may be able to win over the side of playing that against Balakor. I mean, let's be real here, Creep. Like, is your mom going to come here and and challenge Balak? And... Um... I'd say it's about 50-50. She's actually going to go through a challenge. So I might um, just straight up kill him. Right. Well, that wouldn't do any good. They just get revived again. Fear of pain is something that many people have. Well, yeah, but then she'd be exiled. For her, I don't know if that matters. As long as it comes to the girls. Hmm. Well, I mean, well, I mean, about your point, um, would the Goliaths even want to join the rest of society? They kind of like being above everything else. I mean, physically, and I guess kind of emotionally, too. Yes, but if Driscoll Favar, the effective leader of this entire precinct, helps the Goliaths track down and punish the person who put a hit out on the Daughters of Grace, then they may be more willing. What do you think, Crete? There are plenty of Goliaths that see the value in being part of the society here. There are deep scars in our people from when we first arrived. It's difficult to overlook that. But if given an opportunity to experience justice, it may sway more more of the Goliath towards integrating. Right now, those of us who feel like it's worth learning from our neighbors and our fellow precinct members uh, are a somewhat minor camp. But things have been changing. And my mother isn't blind to that. She's, she's just trying to preserve our traditions. Well, if nothing else, if this does go our way and Driscoll would be willing to assist... That could definitely the sway needed to help explain to others why she may be willing to work with us without losing face. Things will change, whether the Goliath want it or not. I would rather give my people an opportunity to choose their home and 
we've made the Rim our home for as long as I can remember. And what about trade? I mean, when we went out there, there were a lot of traders out there. Right? We do a lot of work dealing between the individuals who trade here in the city and those that come through the gates. You might call us a rest stop. Exactly. And like, well, maybe um, Jessica might lose out on some money in some capacity with Mr. Mix and Ink over there. I mean, someone else is probably just going to follow, like, be in his shoes, right? So is he really going to miss out on business that way? But if he doesn't side with us and things go south with the Goliaths, I mean, that is a huge part of the economy, no? Crawl, I need a perception. It's more like a major military faction is now on the rise. Or Grooving. Anybody responding to Crete's last statement? No. Nope. All right. You guys are sitting there for a few more minutes. Actually, you guys are sitting there for probably about an, another minute on the stairs. Crawl, you said that you had been looking over in that other direction to, to keep a sharp eye in case anybody was coming down. And you realize that you've just kind of been staring off into space, like listening to this conversation. And all of a sudden, as your eyes kind of refocus back and you're like, no, I got to keep my eyes on that spot. You realize that sitting at the top of the, the dais you guys are on in the throne chair is Bev. Just kind of kicked back in the chair, feet dangling over the edge of it, just sitting there listening to you guys. Hey, Bev. Oh, hey there. Like, um, so we're done talking upstairs and stuff. Um, there was some like heated debate about what we should do. Um, but I think that we figured out like a way to help you guys. But I don't know if you're going to want to do it. Well, let's hear it. So, like, Crete. I I need you to like challenge me to a fight and then I need you to intentionally lose. What? And that is where we are going to end tonight's session. But they're perfect uh, record. Yeah. That's man. why I'm retiring. <laughs> Retire undefeated. I want to know.